Welcome to the Choosing Happiness Podcast with me, your host, Rudrani Davy, the Happiness Lady. In these conversations, we will be discussing an uncommon way to find joy in your life with weekly special guests. Did you know you could choose your happy? Won't you come and play and discover how these magical tools could work for you? Let's do this. Well, how do y'all out there in podcast land, Rudrani Davy, the Happiness Lady here? with the Choosing Happiness podcast, and the crowd goes wild. And today, I'm very happy, as you can see, to introduce my next guest, quite amazing. She's a doctor. She's a mother. She is also an author of two books. One, Choosing Happiness. This is my book, Choosing Happiness. She got a book called Choosing Happiness also. And she's got another book called Even Happier. So, without further ado, I would like to introduce my next Choosing Happiness podcast guest, Dr. Chrissy Whiting Madison. Hi! <laughs> Doctor. I need the crowd. The crowd goes even wilder for Dr. Chrissy in the house. Yeah, woo-woo! So happy you could join us. I mean, literally happy. So... Tell us a little bit about who you be and how you came about writing this book, which eerily has the same title as my little yellow book, um, Choosing Happiness. Uh, well, um, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, when you are an irritatingly bubbly individual and just upbeat and perky all the time, people start to wonder how you how you become that way. Um, and I, I have been doing, uh, I actually started out with motivational speaking. And I would, I, I'm just in love with positive psychology, the study of joy, the study of humor, the study of happiness. I've, I think I, I've taught it numerous times. I just love it, love it, love it. Um, so I would go and present on it. And it, it was funny. I, I remember I was actually presenting um, at the Arkansas Rehabilitation Conference um, in Hot Springs, Arkansas, when nice. an individual approached me after and said, I swear if I could put you into like a little bottle or like a pill, like you could be like the most prolific drug dealer of all time. And I was like, Yay. Um, that's awesome. She's like, but you know, she's like, have you ever thought about writing a book and telling the world how you stay you? And I, mm -hmm. you know, me being me, I thought, why not? And, um, you know, I, I always, I'm looking for the next big project. If I don't have a project, I'm kind of lost. So, <laughs> um, energy not like, and, and not enough outlets, um, is part of my problem, but, uh, honestly, like it ended up being like one of the best decisions I ever made. Um, I, I love being an author. Um, it's really propelled me to do more speaking engagements. Um, I have I've, I've presented internationally at this point. Um, and I, I just I just love sharing um, what makes me happy. So maybe other people can find some tips or tricks that will help them on their own road to happiness. I love it. I love it. Now, I'm you know, I also have a book called Choosing Happiness. I have tools in my book. What is one of your favorite tools in your book that you would like for our listeners to know about and uh, know how they could get their happy on? Oh, only one? Uh, okay. No, I will, no, I mean, we can talk about several. <laughs> I will talk um, one of my favorites, um, my students actually affectionately call it Dr. Chrissy's five for five. Oh. Um, in the five for five rule, uh, you know, it's really being self-aware, right? And, you know, maybe a little bit of CBT for those of you that are psychology people out there. Um, but really just to kind of catch yourself and saying, hey, I'm doing this again. And, you know, one of the things I really like to challenge individuals that are, you know, participating in one of my workshops or one of my students or reading my book is to really become aware 
of when you feel yourself starting to you know, tense up, to, to feel anxious, to worry, to get angry, to get sad. You know, there's always those little things that kind of tell us it's coming, right? Yeah. And, and, that, yeah. <laughs> and then my, my challenge for that is, um, is to stop yourself and ask yourself, is this going to matter in five months? And if it doesn't, don't give it five minutes because it's not worth it. And you would be shocked and maybe a little bit horrified at how often the answer is no. And we're still like crying and yelling and swearing and dropping all the profanities. And, and the answer is really no. In five months, it's going to be over and done with, you know, um, huge in the world of a college student because the semester is going to be over. And you know what? Either you passed or you didn't. Like, why are you losing sleep? <laughs> I mean, either you did the work and you're okay or you're not. And, but yeah, people will ruminate and ruminate. And I, right. I think that this, the art of rumination itself is a very dangerous, slippery slope. Well, it's interesting. I, I love the way you put that. And I, and that, I think that's a wonderful tool to use. Um, you know, it, it's likened to something I'll, I'll say to people. I said, you know, are you making this significant or for what reason are you making this significant? Is it really going to matter? You know, you said like in five months, I'm like, if you choose this, what's it going to create in five years? Because that's a number that is so far out of their world. What do you mean five years? You know, <laughs> so I, I love that's a kind of a similarity there, which yeah. is very interesting. But I do find that a lot of people get their panties in a wad over something that isn't significant, that isn't going to matter, that isn't going to really change your life. And if it is something where they fail, well, what's, what are the options? Hey, let's try again, or let's get back on the saddle, or, you know, is this really what I want to be doing, you know? Right. So five for five. I love that. Did you come up with that all on your own, darling? I think I did, or else I heard somebody say it, but I really feel like it came out of my head. But, you know, sometimes I think I might hear things somewhere and think they came out of my head, but I'm pretty sure it came out of my head. <laughs> well, let's just kill the brain. Boom. It gets in the way a lot, doesn't it? Doesn't our brain get in the way of our happiness? Oh, it really does. Like we are all overthinkers, especially, you know, us females, we love to analyze everything and we love to get upset. You know, one of my, one of my favorite stories I love to tell people is I can remember about six years ago, seven years ago, my husband and I had this huge fight and I got so mad that I threw my precious Hello Kitty hairbrush against the wall and it broke in half. And I was like, no, you broke my hairbrush. <laughs> right. What's really funny is um, I have no idea what we were fighting about. I cannot remember for the life of me, but it was obviously so awful that I felt the need to break my hairbrush over it. I see. But isn't yes. it funny how like, obviously it didn't matter because I can't remember. Yeah, that is funny. That's very interesting. Yeah, I, I have my um, my dear mother who is a part of a lot of my podcasts because I have a lot of stories about my mother and I. She's 89 and she's still very spry. She teaches piano lessons because I told her she had to earn her keep. I said, you're not just going to be freeloading lady. So she teaches piano, but we're both very strong minded women. I'm sure I got it from her and I'm using the word minded in quotes. You know, we both think that our way is the right way, this righteousness. And she's really taught me a lot about me by moving in, especially at such a later age because she got used to after my father had passed. She was, I'd never seen her happier after he went because she finally got to have her own life and do things on her own and her way was the right way and all the stuff. And so when I moved her in, it kind of crunched her style a little, but we would have these tit for tats all the time. And I finally got to that point where, what is it about me that I can't be an allowance of her actually loving her trauma drama? Because there are people and I'm sure you've met them, unlike us, that really do enjoy 
the trauma and the drama. In fact, they, they appear to thrive on it. It gives them meaning or purpose, you know? Right. And then here we come along going, we know they could be so much happier if they just da da da. And they didn't even ask us. So what do you do about those naysayers that come to you and go, oh yeah, sure, I can choose happiness. I mean, I was born into this terrible family and all these horrible things happened and blah, 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 blah. And then you come along, Miss Fairy, whatever you are, creature, and tell me that I can actually choose this? Are you full of shit or what? I mean, what do you do when somebody like that comes to you and says interesting things like that? And, and for some reason, my printer just turned itself on. Maybe it's getting happy. It's getting turned there on. It is, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it's very strange. I don't know if you can hear it, but just, just ignore that. What do you do for somebody like that? Because I've had that happen to me before. You know, it's it's funny. Um, you know, you're always going to the people that, funny, not really funny, um, right. that, you know, think that you're just nuts. Um, I mean, I or, or simple. I've been accused a lot in academia of being simple. Oh, your ideas are simple. They are not going to work. And, and you know, my response to that is, why does it have to be hard? Why yeah. are you making um, and you know it's interesting because you know in the years that I've I've been doing this and promoting it, um, it it's interesting because I, I've seen people come around. I've seen people you know decide to try out one of the techniques or even like they tried it during a workshop or um, and they're like, huh, that worked. And I've seen the ones that you know unfortunately I think they are so addicted there to you the go. that the attention they get from the drama or just that feel that they they like it that mm -hmm. you know i i don't know if there's any any real conquering that you know i would love to think that everybody you know could come to the dark side of happiness <laughs> um, but i i definitely i you know there's one one woman in particular is just like really on my mind who would like she was like you're just so simple are you sure you're really a doctor and i'm like yeah i'm positive i was there um but she i, I don't know if she'll ever come around she seems to almost um, bask in the joy of her misery. And I, I will never fully understand people that choose that because I, yeah. life doesn't have to be that way. It just doesn't. It, it doesn't, but it is a choice. You can choose cranky pants if you would rather. And we, you know, we can be an allowance of that. This is not for everyone, this happiness thing. We don't want y'all to get so happy that you don't even know what to do with yourselves. But you know, no, I get it. I remember one guy um, that I was talking to I mean, he got irate and basically just said, you can't possibly tell people that they can choose their happiness. You know, what about the people that are born, you know, in, in whatever in third world countries? And he went on to all this stuff. And I'm, and then I'm that person goes, what about Oprah? She was poor. She pulled up her bootstraps. She made it. She created her own life. She created her happy. She was abused. Da, 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 da. And then, you know, any, any got so crazy that I, that I pulled the Mumbai story on him, which some of you know that I was shot in India um, in 2008 during a terrorist attack. And so I, I, I told him that story. So, well, if there's anybody in the world that I would think shouldn't be happy, it would be moi because of what I'm putting it in quotes for those of you not watching on YouTube, shame on you, jump on over in quotes, you know, that shouldn't be happy because of all the terrible things that happened. I mean, I lost, I lost my marriage over it. I lost my business over it. Um, I, almost lost my house. My marriage ended. Lots of things came as a product of what had happened in India. Happened in quotes. So it was a matter of, am I going to let this actually define who I am? And I'm like, no, I'm still that happy lady that, look, I managed to survive this thing. I managed to get by with, you know, with these tools of my happy to get there. So he softened up and all the things, 
you know, but he really wanted to be right. He wanted to be righteous. And he was borderline gaslighting me. You know, how dare you? Blah, 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 blah. And it's funny because I teach classes on gaslighting. And it's funny. A lot of these people that choose cranky pants and you're a doctor, you know, of psychology, you know, these things, um, you know, a lot of them, they really, it's almost as if they're afraid of your happy. And so they want to quail it. You know, they want to bell jar it because it, it, it's not fair that you're so happy and they're not, you know, surely they can get you over to the dark side of their interesting point of view, which is nobody can be happy. It doesn't exist. I don't know. No, I definitely think you're, I think you're, I think that the fear of the unknown, you know, is a big part of it. You, you, you use the word fear that it's scary to them. You know, if you've always been a miserable human being, which we know those people, they're real, they're out there. Of course, like, you know, actually changing your thought patterns or changing the way you respond or react or how you interact with people or just changing your worldview. Of course, mm -hmm. it's scary. It's different. Everything different is scary. But, you know, growth never happens when you're comfortable. Mm. Ever. That makes me very curious. Do you have a story that you could perhaps share with us about someone who actually went from super cranky pants and you were able to get them over to forget your troubles, come on, get happy, you know? Oh, I mean, absolutely. I feel like I have lots of success stories that I know. Um, but one of my absolute favorite stories uh, actually is a complete stranger to me. Um, and she stumbled upon my first book, Choosing Happiness, and reached out to me on Facebook. And she was like, I'm 16. And I read your book. And was, I'm like, oh, interesting. I didn't know it would be like a niche for a teenager. Wow. And she said, well, she said, I really wanted to talk to you. I'm sure you won't respond because you're probably really busy. And she's like, but like your book gave me a ton of hope. And I'm like, well, no, of course I need to talk to you. So I reached out to her and um, and we uh, we ended up corresponding for for quite some time. I still check in on her intermittently. She's just a joy. Um, but she um, she told me, you know, just absolute horrible, crippling anxiety and depression at 16. 16. Wow. Wow. And um, she, you know, she said, you know, reading your book and how what you struggled with, you know, as someone my age, and then coming out the other end, you know, a doctor has a happiness platform It's called the happiness queen, um, a kid, cats, like every, you know, almost, you know, I, I always tell people on paper, I have the perfect life. And I, and I fully realize that yeah. I'm so blessed and so fortunate. Um, but it gave her hope to see like that overcoming that. And for her, you know, as I said, I kept in touch with her for a really long time and still keep in touch with her. It's been really neat to watch her truly reform the way she sees the world and, and shape her thoughts and, you know, CBT herself. And, yeah. and and now, you know, she's in college and she's doing amazing. Um, she's majoring in psychology. She yeah. absolutely positive psychology. She tells everybody she can, all the tricks she can to make them happier. And I kind of see her in a little way of uh, almost being like, um, you know, maybe maybe the next happiness queen. You know? You're like she's like your mini me. Yes, you I know. Mean, it's funny because like when I first met her, it didn't start out that way. She said, "Well, yeah. you gave me hope," but the hope manifested into something so much more. And and you know, it's just it's oh. just been to watch watch the transformation. She was willing to actually choose it. So now this begs the question because she said, "I didn't actually read your book. I read ed excerpts. So forgive me. You know, I there's a lot going on in my world, but I got the energy of it." What was it in your book where you talk about the struggles you had at 16? Can you share that with us? Sure. Um, you know, my first book is almost like autobiographical in nature. You know, um, the, the, the way it was suggested to me is, you know, tell the world how you do it. Tell the world how you've done it and how you are you. And um, so, yes, I, I talked about the things I went through. I talked about, um, you know, my suicide attempt at 15. I talked about that 
look, I came from that, you yeah. know, um, I mean, I still, you know, I still work in mental health and I teach psychology. I do. I, I, I wear many hats and I think, you know, for me, it's so about genuineness and, and transparency that like, Hey guys, you can come out the other side. There is another side. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really like the whole, the whole purview of the first book. The second book, it brings into more how other people do it. Oh. Uh, how to keep going. Um, so if that was my research based on, well, you know, maybe I'm not bubbly enough. Maybe I should keep going. <laughs> and, and now we're going to do a workbook that I'm, I'm playing with titles for. It's probably going to be something like um, I'm getting happier or <laughs> some, another play. Yeah. On I've got to acknowledge that, you know, you're kind of insanely happy. So for you to say, I've got to get happier is just <laughs> very funny to, to me. I mean, I, I, um, I can relate on some levels. I don't know what it was that was driving you to, to the possibility of suicide. I was never that person, but I, I have felt like I grew up in a house where I had a very strict upbringing. My father was, you know, hand and fist, do it my way, um, didn't spare the rod at all. And in, nowadays we would call it child abuse, but I would run away from home because I just I couldn't take it anymore. And I, had to finally do a deal and deliver with my guidance counselor, my mother, when I was 16. And I graduated, I skipped a grade and graduated a year early to go to college at 16 to get away from my father because he was so abusive and one of six kids. And, you know, it's funny, the amnesia the other children seem to have about how abusive he was, which is something that you do when you are an abused child. You, as you know, to save yourself, I'm putting that in quotes, y'all save yourself. You do what you have to do. And for me, I would just float out of my body. And then when I got older, I forgot all about these things until PTSD reared its ugly head. And that was the thing that shocked me the most because after what happened in India, I didn't have PTSD. It wasn't until years later that I started having dreams. And it was really about the abuse of my childhood. Wow. And I realized, wow, I actually had these tools in place when what occurred in India occurred. And I had no idea that I had all this other stuff going on. So for those of you out there that are listening, that are like, you know what, I try to choose happy, um, but you know, I was abused or I have seen terrible things or I have this PTSD. There is, there is hope. There are these tools, but also, you know, there, there, are, there are other ways. I went to holistic therapists and basically got off of everything, migraine meds, Advil. I mean, I was, take an ad though like it was candy for a while because my body was in so much pain so there are other things you can do as well these tools are a great way of getting started at least that's that's my interesting point of view about that so well you know i'm very careful you know if if meds work for you great you know yeah. if there if you need therapy great you know, i'm never going to be one to say that that's not a benefit or not right. beneficial or you know i mean there's some really great holistic care there's some really great herbal natural things out there that are absolutely fantastic you mm -hmm. know work for you what what this really is for me is it's just tips to keep you in a better place, to keep yeah. you in a better mental state. Um, do I suggest that you will probably walk around as bubbly and bouncy as me? Probably not. But, you know, as my husband likes to say, thank God there's only one. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> he well, likes this. So. You totally pulled that out of my head. I was going to ask, is he as <laughs> crazy happy as you are? Because, I mean, to, we're a lot, girl. Oh, we are. We're, we're so extra. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I remember when one of my students told me I was extra and I was like, extra what? And he's like, extra. And I'm like, okay. I, I now, now I've totally owned the extraness of myself. Yeah. 
extra fizzy. I'm extra exuberant. I'm extra happy. I'm extra this. And you know what, you guys, I'll be honest. I'm not like this 100% of the time. I, this is, I think what works for me. It's kind of a joke a little bit. Uh, sorry, not sorry. I'm a little immature and you know, I will, I have my props, you know, I have my, if I want to start or whatever it is, you know, I, I'm just silly and I don't take life very seriously. And for a lot of people, they see that as not being a kindness. And for me, it's like, Hey, I actually, you know, if you want to be cranky, I'm an allowance of that. If you want to be happy, I'm an allowance of that. Who am I to tell you how to live your life? And I live my life, you know, I don't care if anybody tells me how to live it or not. I'm going to listen. If it's light for me, I'll go for it. If it isn't. So, you know, for me, being the happiness lady, it isn't like a 24-7 kind of thing. It's really, it really is a choice for me. It's like, why wouldn't I choose it? Why wouldn't I be in that space? It's a lot easier, you know, it's actually a lot harder to frown than it is to smile. Believe it is. Not. There's just a whole science behind that, the muscles and. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and if I have to cry, oh man, I do that snot crying thing so well. <laughs> I say that too. Like, it's so ugly. Like these girls that are like sniffle, sniffle, I'm so pretty. I'm like, what? What, how do you do that? <laughs> I, I actually just delve in and I, you know, until it makes me laugh, I'll cry so hard. It makes me laugh. Cause it's like, wow, I'm like with you breaking your, um, hello kitty. You know, it's like, wow, I really did go down a deep, dark, slippery slope over what? And like you, I'll go back and look, look at it later and go, why did that make, why was that so big in my world? Why does that even make a difference? Why am I choosing it? And then, you know, I'm like, okay, well, don't be hard on yourself. Interesting point of view. You had that point of view, which is one of the tools in my book. Interesting point of view. I have that point of view. Interesting point of view. They have that point of view. Interesting point of view. I have that point of view about their point of view, about my point of view. And it takes you out of that whole thing of what the point of view or the relevance really be. Right. Everybody has a point of view. Everybody is entitled to their point of view. And if I don't make it, relevant in my world, it can't really touch me. Because here's the thing, you guys, when somebody accuses you of something, they probably should be doing this, which I am pointing to myself for those of you not watching on YouTube, you know, because when you spot it, you got it. So if, you, if you're spotting something in someone else that's making you cranky pants, you might want to take a little inner journey and see what that's about. Because if you don't go. really care, then it's, it's not going to affect you. You might notice it, but here's the thing. If you have an awareness, it doesn't mean you have to do anything about it. You know, that's another way to stay happy. Just mind your own damn business. Walk the other way. That's what I say. <laughs> so is there anything else that you would like to, to, to share about your happiness journey? What would you want to leave our listeners with? Well, why don't we play a game? Okay. I'm okay. down. We like games. Um, so this is one of my favorite games to play. Um, in fact, I've told people, if you walk in my office and you see me playing this game, you probably want to run away because it's not <laughs> something you want to deal with. <laughs> um, so research suggests you're running away. You're running away. There she comes. Okay. I'm back. Uh, research suggests that if you're even faking a smile, that you're going to be happier. Um, I'm going to go a step further with that and challenge you to fake a smile 
and even be able to think something negative. So if you guys would try it with me, what I want you guys to do, if you're on YouTube or you're listening to the podcast or you're joining us any other way, what I want you to do is plaster on the biggest, fakest smile you got. Like, I mean, we're talking cheerleader facials from junior high, guys. So like, like I mean, we need we need ridiculous. I need teeth. I need all the things. So now hold it, hold it. Now while you're holding it, I want you to think about something that made you angry yesterday. I bet you can't do it. It's a little difficult because even that doesn't make any sense anymore. We were having some internet issues and all sorts of gremlins were interfering with uh, with a live we were doing. And I was like, and then it's like, it ended up being really funny. Right, right, right. Because so, you have to laugh. And But you know, it's, it's funny. Um, I have everything that's, that goes from that it's very hard or to it's actually impossible. Yeah. And, you know, so if I find myself having a bad day, which shockingly enough, I have those. What? Yeah. And um, if you, so I'm like, if I'm in my office, I, I mean, you see me like, like you probably want to run away because I'm probably dealing with this. <laughs> <laughs> but am I going to be better in like two seconds? Yes. Yes. Because it's That's really cool. hard to ruminate or perseverate if you're smiling. I used to teach meditation classes and we would sometimes on the occasion, you know, you'll get a giggler in the meditation class. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> actually go down this road you guys i want you all to start laughing and we would find ourselves laughing so hard we were we were gasping for air because it's funny when somebody's trying to not laugh and they're laughing so even if you're like fake laughing <laughs> you know it it worked <laughs> it does right it's like it's like that scene um um, sleepless in Seattle where, um, Oh God, what's the characters. And I'm trying to remember her name now. Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan. Yeah. Is, um, faking an orgasm in the restaurant or in the deli. It's actually a famous deli in LA. Um, when I was a film producer, I was there a lot and I would go, which booth was it? Which booth was it? But she fakes this orgasm and, um, the director's mother is actually in the restaurant in the next booth. And she goes, I'll have what she's having. And it's just, it's hilarious. But she, I mean, he's like, ah, ah, you know, and everybody's looking and they're looking uncomfortably, but you know, everybody in the, um, in the movie theater was dying laughing. Right. I'm sure none of you got gals out there or guys, I'm going to include you have ever faked an orgasm. Just saying. And I digress. <laughs> So those were a couple of games. Maybe, you know, if your kids are cranky or whatever, uh, you know how it is when you're starting to poke them and tickle them, they're, they're upset. And then it just doesn't last because they just can't, they can't hold on to that sadness or whatever it is. Cranky pants, I like to call it, you know, and what if just a few tools from our books could be the thing that gives them uh, a way to navigate their life and living in a happier way, right? Absolutely. Yes. Whew. I have loved this conversation so much. Um, where, where can the people find you? And we've actually been running um, the Amazon link at the bottom so that folks can find your books, but um, they can find Please. you on Facebook, we know. Yeah, I mean, I'm very active on Facebook. I, I need a website. I know. If anybody out there in YouTube or podcast land wants to help me create one, thanks, because I'm not tech savvy. I'm happy savvy. Um, but you can find me. <laughs> it's Dr. Chrissy Whiting Madison, author. 
Um, if you are hearing this and think, oh my gosh, I would love to have her come talk an event, please hit me up, send me a message. I will get it. I will respond as the, uh, as they know. Um, I'm pretty good about that. Uh, you know, the happy, so don't do it, people. I'm going. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, I do all kinds of things. I even do like um, a positive approach to self-care um, that does self-care and having happier at the same time. I'm all, I do a whole bunch of different workshops. So if you're hearing me today and you're like, I need to have her talk to us. I do Zoom. I do in person. Uh, teams, whatever you need, just reach out. Um, I also, my email, uh, you can reach out to me that way. It's just my name. It's Chrissy Whiting, C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-W-H-I-T-I-N-G at gmail.com. I'd be happy to work with you. Fantastic. What an invitation you be. Thank you for the energy you be. Because that, that <laughs> because is members you be. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that's the invitation because you know, we're we're a very special um invitation. I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> we're very different than than a lot of people out there in the world. And when I actually watched one of your other interviews, I was like, Yeah, I definitely need to have that gal on the podcast because she is oozing. It's like she's disgustingly happy. I get that a lot. I get yeah. that. Yeah. Mm. I love it. I love it and so you know, much. Here's the thing is I'm happy to teach you. I, I, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not just going to be happy and keep it out of myself and go, hee hee, I know something you don't know. I, I'm not yeah. like that. Um, I, you know, my goal is a happiness revolution. I, I talk about that all the time. Um, and that's I love it. Love your place. We might be playing together in the future. I would love that. We might just have to, yeah, create something else. So I'm, you know, I'm going to save all your deets and... <laughs> And thank you guys so much for joining us for this podcast. And if you liked it, please hit the like button, subscribe on whatever platform you happen to be on. And uh, if you know someone who could use a little happy, maybe share this with them. We would certainly appreciate it. Um, thank you again, Dr. Chrissy. It's been such an amazing conversation. And I look forward to playing with you in the future. Can't wait. And ciao, ciao for now, y'all. Thank you so much for choosing happiness. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, share, and give us a like. And if you want more happy, subscribe to the Choosing Happiness membership, where you can play directly with me, Rudrani Davy, the happiness lady. How does it get any better than that? <laughs>